0: You are live with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler, We're Canada's number one mobile and app tech related radio program. across the Chorus Radio Network every Sunday. We have a cool program today. We are going to talk about Pluto TV. This is a new free streaming TV app. Yes, there's some ads, but it's got some of your favorite old programs and a lot of new ones as well. We'll tell you all about it and our initial first thoughts. We'll also be talking about a huge development in the app world. The EU is passing a new digital markets act that will go in force or to be enforced in 2024. It is going to change the way that Apple will have to do business. Right now, if you have an Apple iPhone or iPad to get your apps, you gotta go to the Apple app store. Well, with this new law from the EU, it's supposed to allow alternative app stores.
1: Competition, if you will.
0: Yes. We're going to tell you what that means, what it means for you and the pros and cons. There's definitely some pros, but there are definitely some cons as well. And uh, we're going to talk about 28 K modems, John, (laughs) (laughs) a fun story about your car rental company. Yes. Let's get into some of the uh, tech news, John. Apple if you're in the Apple world, has released a a new app called Freeform. And this is kind of interesting because it works across their entire platform, whether you have a Mac, an iPad, or an iPhone. And this is kind of like an infinite whiteboard, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting tool that is, like you said, available for free and it works. Uh, It's meant for collaboration. And um, you can even collaborate with others while you're on a FaceTime call using this app, which is really cool. Yeah. So you can all be sort of, you know, on a call, collaborating on this virtual infinite whiteboard.
0: But do you have to have, so it does FaceTime video? Yeah. But can other people come in if they're not an Apple person? Yes. How? Is it like a web-based thing as well? Yes. Yes. We're just learning about this
1: as we go <laughs> along, obviously. I'm literally reading right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this
0: is interesting. Like, you know, I've, I haven't used it yet to be honest, but I'm, I'm talking about it because it looks fascinating.
1: Robin and I did a test with the early version of the beta. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. And it, it's neat. I mean, it's like a whiteboard. It sort of implies like you're you're having like a erasable marker and you're you know drawing on a whiteboard. But this actually allows you to um, share and and sort of post on that whiteboard lots of other things like photos, video, audio clips, PDFs, links. So basically, you can have like this giant board of inspiration or brainstorming or whatever you're using this type of technology for in one single place. And you and your family, you're, say you're planning a trip or your team, you're working on a campaign for something, you can do it all in one place. It's pretty cool.
0: It's free and it's free. Try it out. Uh, what's, what's a show without talking about Elon Musk? (laughs) Like, so if, unless you're living under a rock, uh, Elon bought Twitter and has lit it on fire. Literally, literally, half the staff has gone, if not more. He, more like two thirds. Two thirds. Huge changes. Advertisers are fleeing into the countryside, and so what's what's new here? Uh, Tesla investors are unhappy with Musk for focusing solely on Twitter.
1: Yeah, wouldn't you be? Of course. Yeah.
0: Well, he's he's S- the SpaceX, who's an, another Elon Musk company. They're having to tell NASA that you know it's okay. Elon's not crazy.
1: Meanwhile, you look at his Twitter feed. He clearly looks like he's crazy. He's crazy, right? Yeah.
0: Another development here, John. We've talked about this in the past. There's a, a, a Twitter account called Elon Jet. This guy actually has found a way to trace the movements of Elon Musk's private jet.
1: Yeah, because the call signs for all jets are available and you can track them using tools. And so this Twitter account has been famous for revealing Elon's location and... Elon offered him $5,000 to stop it. Yeah. And he said no. And now he's basically... He's, he's suspended the the account? It's permanently banned. He said he wasn't going to do that, but what then he, he did. He did. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, on the one hand, it's um, publicly available information Yeah. because of the fact he's using a jet that's licensed in the US. But on the other hand, he's also the head of that and the owner of that platform. He can kind of do what he wants as we've seen demonstrated. Can I can I give you a quote from Elon?
0: Because he's all about free speech. Of course. And he said back in November 6th, my commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane, even though that is a direct personal safety risk.
1: Well, but he's clearly had no problem calling out the former head of security for Twitter who's had to go into hiding because he's got death threats because of the right-wing crazy people that are trying to uh, take him down.
0: You know, Elon, I ask you, was it worth it? Was it worth it to take over Twitter to reveal your complete crazy?
1: Yeah. And flush your companies. The Tesla stock is way down right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I don't know where it's going to go from here. Like, It'll be interesting to see what happens over the next year with Twitter, if he can...
1: Well, apparently, they're already having an auction for all the Twitter furniture at their head office. You have to pick it up in San Francisco. Yeah. But if you want some, like, espresso machines or really fancy chairs, he's blowing it all out. Because like, he, he's also said he's not going to pay, or he's potentially not going to pay the severance fees that he is not is supposed to pay for the employees that he fired. Something tells me a, a law court will change that directive, but he's also not even paying rent for that building that they're in. Why? Because I don't think he has any money.
0: Well, that would be, well, he yeah. spent it all on buying Twitter.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. And, and scaring off the, all the advertisers, which were the, the sole income for the platform. Let's talk about
0: another platform, TikTok. One of your favorites.
1: I love TikTok.
0: Yeah, I, I, I fall down that rabbit hole as well. Uh, For those listeners that haven't tried it yet, it's short form video. Basically, you just keep scrolling along. The algorithms start figuring out what kind of content you like and tailoring the feed that it gives you.
1: Are you still getting turtle
0: videos? Um, No, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Somehow you got in turtle talk?
0: I don't know. It's a little animal now. Pokemon? No, it's it's like a flying squirrel type thing. Oh, yes. I don't know what those things are called.
1: I forget what they're called.
0: My feed is filled with them
1: see my fields my feed is filled with chat gpt stuff yeah so i'm learning a lot from how other people are using these tools on tiktok
0: yeah i need to linger on some more educational yeah videos
1: learn talk as they call it
0: learn talk learn talk yeah it's not good all the crap that i'm getting <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing wrong yeah i don't know and the problem is right you start getting these flying squirrel videos and yeah i'm like oh yeah okay But you linger on that thing, the algorithms got you.
1: My worst though, is when you're watching a video and then you get interrupted in real life. So you put your phone down and you realize it's been looping that same video for like 10 minutes. Oh, I know.
0: I know. That scares the hell out of me. If that happens. I I think that's why I'm getting all these concrete filling videos. (laughs) No, seriously. It's like literally concrete being poured into different things. Like I don't care about that, but I think I must've left it on looping or something. And now it thinks I'm into concrete.
1: Yeah. I've also had a problem where you go to read the comments and it, it's a short video, so it's looping. Yeah. So I pause the video now. So at least it I mean I'm still. Yeah, but sp- not,
0: but you're engaging with the comments, dude.
1: I, I know. The I
0: algorithm's know. got you. I know,
1: I know. But so, hey, I've been pretty happy with my, my algorithm.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna get your phone one day when you're <laughs> for lunch or of course.
1: Concrete, concrete pouring or something. <laughs> totally. But there's actually a story here. We're, we're, we're talking about TikTok.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, TikTok. Uh, some by uh, Bipartisan support. In the U.S. Democrats and Republicans trying to ban TikTok from the U.S. How is that going to happen, John? It's not. It's not.
1: People, well, A, people will always find a way. A lot of people really enjoy TikTok like we've just discussed. Oh, it's one of the fastest growing
0: platforms right now. Yeah. It's it's on track to have billions of users.
1: Yeah. And so you get a VPN. You can bypass that.
0: Yeah, well, most normal people aren't going to do that.
1: Yeah, but... but so, Someone to make an app that'll make Steve. So
0: the reason why they want to ban it is because it's tied to ByteDance, which they feel is governed by the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. And they don't like that data is being accessed by the government, which ByteDance says it's not, but there's been leaks showing that ByteDance employees have looked at US data.
1: Well, they're watching the dance moves.
0: Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't know what kind of data they're getting.
1: Well, that's that's my question. It's like, What is, what are these, these, um, uh, are they going to
0: blackmail me? (laughs) Hey, he's really into the flying squirrels.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think some of these, um, senators and governors and the people behind this bill probably don't have the same TikTok that we have. No, they probably get some pretty salacious stuff that they're concerned about getting out. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Concrete pouring.
0: Concrete pouring. That is a, it's a huge thing. Anyway, so it'll never go anywhere. I mean, it might, it, it might force the sale of the US side. Like before when Trump went after it, Microsoft came up and said they wanted to buy it.
1: Well, yeah. I think anyone that has an opportunity to buy the most popular app on the planet. Totally. Why not at a fire sale So price? they can mess it up. Well, there's,
0: yeah. yeah. Like what has Microsoft, bu- Skype?
1: <laughs> Don't even start about with Skype.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
1: It's our daily um, frustration. Yeah. To do sorry,
0: sorry, global. We do these global hits and they use Skype for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: I, no one knows how to change the app, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's really painful. It is. It's like going back to using a touch-tone phone. It's the touch-tone phone of video yeah. apps right now. Yeah. Like compared to Teams or, or, or Zoom or yeah. whew, anything, FaceTime.
1: Yeah. All of our camera gear just decides to like, no, I don't want to use Skype today.
0: Uh, One more story here, John. Uh, Huawei in the news, their revenues are dwindling with all the bans from the U.S. on their technology from a network perspective and even into consumer devices now. Yeah, They haven't really ever had a foothold in the U.S. with their like smartphones or anything because the U.S. has kind of been all over them. Uh, it looks like now they're going to make money by licensing their patents.
1: So because let me get this let me let me get this straight. Yes. So they're banned from having their products and services in the U.S.
0: Security risks.
1: For security risks. Yeah. So now they're going to license the same technology to other companies like Samsung, Samsung, uh, Oppo, who you probably never heard of, um, and other companies who are going to implement the same technology. It's just going to have Huawei a, technology. It's just going to have a different sticker on on the box.
0: Samsung sticker. Yeah using Huawei patents for 5G. Yeah. But it's different, John.
1: Well, and see, this is the thing that we've talked about a a number of times. We always thought that the Huawei tech was always superior to everything else that we've seen. Yeah. They're the ones that were driving innovation in the smartphone space for, for a period of time there. And same with the 5G technology. And now, because of this change in the US during the Trump era, they're basically still getting... They're still going to be getting their technology out there, yes, and still making money. Yeah, so that's good
0: on the one F- hand for them. But yeah, anyway, it, I mean, it's complicated, right? There's so much politics involved, kind of way above our pay grade. Yes, but I, I'm just laughing of because of the yeah the hypocrisy. Yeah, so you don't like the 5G technology because of the security risks, but hey, well, your it- your allies can use it in their technology.
1: But is this going to lead to maybe Samsung getting censured in no, some way? I doubt it. Yeah, I do. They
0: just wanted to crush a major competitor to U.S. companies. Yeah. One of the reasons. There's many. Don't send me emails. We're <laughs> going to have to take a break here on the app show. When we come back, 28K modems. Do you remember those? We'll also be talking about Pluto TV, the new free TV streaming app with a lot of your favorite shows on it. And the EU mandating that Apple has to open up its walled garden. Back after this. You are back with the App Show, Mike and John here. Uh, fun little story that we're gonna talk about now. You uh, got an email from your, your car company, car rental company.
1: Yeah, I booked a rental car for a trip to uh, Palm Springs and pay for it with points, was great. Pretty inexpensive for the for the time I'll be there, and they sent me a really interesting email because they talk about the fact that I have to uh, use Acrobat and and it,
0: PDF. Quick,
1: PDF. This is a, clearly an automated generated email from yep. the system. Basically, they issued me a voucher that I show to the air, air airport uh, rental car pickup place, and they'll give me a car.
0: So you gotta show that or print that out. Yeah. And that's in a PDF format. That's most documents are kind of in that format. Now.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what was really interesting and hilarious cause you and I had a good chuckle about this is they sent this email with almost no context. It kind of looked like, like spam. Yeah. And actually I think it went to my spam folder first and it says attached is the travel voucher you requested. I don't recall actually requesting a travel voucher. I just recall registering to rent <laughs> You're a probably being hacked right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, attached is the travel voucher you, request, you requested. To ensure proper viewing and printing, the voucher was formatted using Adobe Acrobat. Okay, that sounds normal. Yeah,
0: again, because most of these documents you're getting are in that format.
1: Yeah, if you have it uh, already installed, just click the link to view the attachment. Uh, but it is a free program and may be obtained from adobe.com. With the link, various Windows, Mac, and Linux versions are available in eight different languages. That's helpful. To typical download time on a 28.8 kilobaud modem is approximately 24 minutes.
0: So, so we're kind of laughing about that. It's like.
1: They haven't updated this file since like 1997. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, th- this is a, a major travel rental company. Out them. I'm just waiting for it to load. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is probably you've got a 28K modem. <laughs> That's right. So a 28K modem, that was like in the early days of, of modems, like you are saying back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. That's how you connected to the internet.
1: Dial-up, literally.
0: Dial-up, yeah, with a phone yeah, line. Yeah. 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 It, isn't that funny that they would even like...
1: Thrifty car rental, update yeah. your PDF document.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe there's some out there, but if you are technology savvy enough... To get a, a PDF voucher. If
1: you're booking a car online, yeah. you're not doing it over dial up. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny, eh? I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, but you know, in some rural areas, uh some people don't don't have access to high speed.
1: But I'm pretty sure they don't have dial-up though. I don't know, man.
0: I know I know things like Starlink, yeah. uh, satellite internet, they've come a long way. But,
1: but the other thing too is unless you have like a computer from the 90s, Windows and Mac come with software to read PDFs natively. Yeah. You don't need to install Acrobat anymore.
0: Okay, I want to give you a stat here. Um, There are apparently still, you know, remember AOL dial-up? Yeah. Just as of a few years ago, there were still um, a couple million people signed up. Wow. Using dial-up. Is that blowing your mind? Like, what kind of experience would you have on the internet?
1: I, I would like our any of our li- listeners out there that are using dial-up to let us know. Send us a, a comment, feedback form on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Because we want to talk to you. It might take you half an hour to get to our website. Yeah. Because it's certainly not optimized for dial-up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry. That stat I gave you was from 2015. Um now, in 20, as of 2021, 1.5 million people still pay for AOL. What year? 2021. Oh my God. Last year. That's, that's in the US. Though. That's in the US. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to take a break. We still have a lot to talk about on the app show today. Next up, Pluto TV, a free TV streaming app that you wanna know about. You are back with the app show, Mike and John here. One of the latest uh, TV streaming apps out for Canadians that is actually, I think, worth promoting is Pluto TV.
1: Unless you have dial-up.
0: Unless you have dial-up, a 28K modem. Yeah, (laughs) dial-up, it's not gonna work for you, trust me. Uh, There's a lot of TV streaming apps that come out, but the content isn't always, I guess, mass or mainstream.
1: Yeah, I think it really depends on what kind of content you want. And the big problem we've seen with streaming apps and services lately is all of these right holders they used to just give it all to or sell it all to Netflix or uh, Amazon. They're like, they want their own app now for yeah. all this content. And so a lot of your favorite shows are coming off of these platforms and going to very specific places. The
0: Paramount streaming app.
1: Yeah. Or apparently the HBO Max and Discovery are merging in the US and they're just going to be called Max soon. So all these rights holders are just trying to have all of the money that yeah. the streaming services uh, charge for themselves. But of course, people get tired of paying for subscriptions because it adds up. Sometimes people, well, actually a lot of times, people end up paying more for subscriptions than they did for cable TV.
0: I know I laugh about that because people in the early days thought, oh, I've cut the cord. I'm only paying $10 a month for Netflix. I'm like, just wait. Yeah. (laughs) Just wait.
1: Yeah. You want to watch CSI? You're not going to watch it on Netflix.
0: No. And that's the thing, right? Netflix used to have everything because there was no other streaming services. So all the studios like, Hell yeah, I wanna make a bit of extra money. I'll license them the content. But as they started coming on with their own streaming services, they yep. took that all away from Netflix. And Netflix was smart. They got into original program yeah, programming. So Pluto is uh, from the, the chorus, the global folks, and I, I'm gonna give them an A for effort. Okay. okay. I think there's a lot of great content on there. I love the fact that because I cut the court, I don't have cable TV. Right. And so one of the things I miss is live global, News,
1: right, which and, which we're on sometimes, which we're
0: on, right, oh, which yeah. is probably not good for me yeah. to say that out loud, but now I can access it
1: live, yeah, which is great, yeah. So anytime there's like a news event, if you've cut the cord, you you're going to Twitter, <laughs>
0: like y- <laughs> yeah, it's not as elegant, no, right. So you get the live news, which I love, and you also get they have a number of I love this too for all the the uh, old school folks. Like me, they've got live TV channels. They've got a live comedy channel. They've got a live drama channel. Live comedy.
1: The, the thing that I really like about how they've organized um, the content is they have different genres of channels. Yes. So you want to watch like the murder show channel? It'll show you. All I think there is a murder channel. There is. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, I'm talking like CSI and yes. NCIS and all those kinds of cop drama shows. You can watch them. Kind of like like a like a, a stream of consciousness of those types of shows, but they also have very specific channels for very specific shows, and I love like old TV from like when I was a kid and stuff. Happy days, sure. There's a Happy Days channel. Yep. There's also a retro TV channel that will mix stuff in, just like you probably would have watched it live back in the '70s or '80s or whatever. But like lately on Pluto, I've been watching The Mission Impossible. Channel.
0: Oh, wow. It's just...
1: Just Mission Impossible episodes, back to back to back, 24-7.
0: So they also have an on-demand section as well, if you want to watch a specific episode of a certain show.
1: Yeah. And it, it, you're not going to see like the latest episode of CSI on this channel.
0: No, it's older ones. It's older content. And there's commercials.
1: There is. And right now, they're not too annoying. No more than regular TV would get. Actually, maybe even less. Yeah. And half the time I've get, been getting those commercials, there are ads for other channels that I can watch.
0: Yeah. They obviously haven't sold right. inventory yet. Yeah. I, I think it's a good move on on Global's part, right? They get their news out there, again, to yeah. get more viewers. Because, I mean, that's one of their money makers. That's one of the things that makes them stand out. Yeah. It's it's original, fresh, daily content yes. that they have. Um. So I give it an A for effort, yes. but I give it a C minus for execution. I'm I'm watching it on uh, an Apple TV box, and it's just the interface, John. I find clunky.
1: It's interesting because I first installed it on my Fire TV, Amazon Fire TV. Yeah, the, actually the Fire TV Cube because that's I have that attached to my monitor right beside my desk at home, and I kind of like the interface. But what I noticed, though, is when I installed it on my Apple TV, which is in my living room, the interface is different. Mm. So just simple things like where you go to actually favorite a channel so that you have a favorites list is on different sides of the screen, depending on which platform you're using. Yeah. So that's annoying. I mean, not everyone's going to have a mixed environment like I do, but um, it's just one of those things that's like, well, why is it different? And it shouldn't be. But the other thing that we both agreed is that it's a little clunky to navigate around those channels. I hate it. It, yeah.
0: d- it drives me crazy because I'm used to like best in class, like Netflix or, yeah. you know, even the Apple TV in- interface, which I find a little clunky sometimes, but still it's smooth. Like I get, I know where I'm going yeah. and I can get in and out of things easily. And I, I just can't seem to do that yeah. well on Pluto yet. So I'm going to cut some slack here. I mean, it's the first iteration, right?
1: Well, it, it, this is, yeah, this is the first in Canada for Pluto. I think Pluto has been available in the U.S. for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah probably different content, but obviously not global, but um, yeah. But yeah, I've I've really been enjoying it. Um, I use it on my Roku stream bar that I have in my bedroom as well. And it's just fantastic. You will like, if you like forensic files, you can just watch the forensic files channel. It's great. And it's free. And it's free. Yeah. And they have movies. Not a lot. No, not a lot. But you know, again, like, like the movie channels you get on, on cable TV. A lot of times they're themed Or there's some kind of invisible theme there that right now there's like a Christmas. There's a whole, actually a a whole bunch of Christmas channels. You want that, uh, the fire log channel. They have that. They have a few different versions of that. Oh, thank God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Get tired of one log burning. That's right. The guy
1: guy with the red plaid shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the Shaw one.
0: Again, Pluto TV. It's available on most platforms that we know of. Uh, Roku, Amazon, Apple TV. Check it out. It's free. When we come back from the break, big changes are afoot for Apple. The EU has mandated the digital market app, or sorry, law, to be enacted by 2024. That will change the way Apple's walled garden is, uh, is done.
1: The, the garden's opening up.
0: Yeah, they've blown a wall through it. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back shortly after this. You are back with the app show. Mike and John here. Well, looks like the EU is uh, going to blow a hole in Apple's walled garden. There are two major ecosystems in the mobile space. There's Apple, which has the majority market share here in North America. And then there's Google with their Android operating system, which if you take in the whole world is the biggest mobile operating system.
1: Just by a sure number of devices. Yes. Because it's also on a lot of other devices that aren't. Smartphones.
0: So if you're running a Samsung phone, an LG phone, not many competitors in that space that we can name anymore. No, it's no they've been killed off. Google pixels It's running Google's Android operating system. And so I, I've been using an iPhone for years. You have as well. Yeah. You know, I've dabbled with the Google side. I mean, it's cool, but I just like Apple because everything just works so much better together. And I'm not worried about security risks.
1: I'm less worried about it than on the Google side. Um, Like you said, uh, I've been using Android for quite a long time. And the biggest problem has been is Android does allow third-party app stores. Yes, And and we've actually talked about apps in the past where you have to go to some crazy...
0: Weird app store.
1: Right. And it just feels like... I don't know. It feels like you're being scammed.
0: And in many (laughs) cases, you are.
1: Yeah, because these apps... You don't know what kind of things they're they're doing in the background. Yeah, uh, we've heard some pretty bad horror stories of some of these app stores having apps that have malware built into them, that are capturing all your keystrokes and all your taps and clicks and logins and your banking. That
0: doesn't really happen on the Apple platform. Not it, not it, to the degree on.
1: It's very difficult because of the way the apps are built. It's what's what, what's what they call sta- sandboxing, a, a standalone app that you run can't see anywhere else on the phone on Apple, on Android, you can give it permissions to do other things.
0: Like access your camera, your microphone. Yeah. Uh, Apple really kind of walls that off for a lot of the apps. For example, the NFC chip on iPhones, which powers things like Apple pay, you know, the tap to pay, which, you know, is in your Apple wallet. If you put your credit cards and your debit card in there, love it, but they will not give access to that, to any other finance app.
1: Right. I think mostly because they want to have a, a piece of that pie. Well, of course. Right? That's why. And the thing is, it's hardware that's in your device that none of your other apps can utilize properly without giving Apple
0: 30%. And therein lies the issue. Uh, this Digital Market uh, Act basically is trying to open up competition on the Apple platform because, again, Apple is taking anywhere from 15 to usually 30% of any app sales, of any in-app purchases, of any subscriptions made through those apps that you get from the app store. So for example, if it's Netflix, you're paying them 20 bucks a month, Apple gets 30% of that. And that's why a lot of them market up by 30%.
1: If you purchase it on an Apple platform.
0: There have been app developers. The biggest one uh, in the past year is uh, Epic Games. Epic Epic Games, yeah. They make one of the most popular games, Fortnite, and they don't want to pay Apple a commission.
1: Because they're making millions of dollars a month.
0: Yes. And so Apple's basically kicked them off (laughs) the platform, right? Yeah. So if this law comes into effect, which it's going to, it would allow companies like Epic to sideload or go through alternative app stores. And I guess to them, hopefully, not have to pay that commission fee.
1: Yeah, and Epic actually has their own game store, Yeah. um, typically for desktop computers. But yeah, so it'll be an interesting, it's gonna be really confusing, I think, for consumers.
0: I think so. Like uh, the One of the things I like about Apple, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's just, it's smooth. It's like butter. It just works. Yeah. I don't have to worry about all this other stuff. I, I, you know, Google, Android, cool, but there's a lot of, almost too much fidgeting you can do with it. Yeah. Don't you find?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the big thing for me is it. not a week goes by that we don't come across a story where there's some millions of downloads for an app that's been basically harboring malware yeah on the stealing people's on the Google personal side. information Yeah, not necessarily on the Google Play Store because the Play has gotten a lot better yeah because they do seem to be vetting those things but on these third party stores and cuz it's become basically the wild west for these app stores cuz anybody can make an app store yeah we could yeah john and mike's app store
0: <laughs> it would not be good no no your money okay we'll take it <laughs> so some other things that look like they can change, uh, you know, they want to open up other hardware features of the phone. So for example, uh, Apple really locks down control of the camera and the microphone, and, uh, we talked about the NFC chip, like the wireless chip. Um, but also the, uh, find my phone or find my device, device network, which is powering Apple AirTags. So one of the big competitors in that space before Apple came out with AirTags was Tile, still is, yep. but. As you can imagine, they don't have the integration into the core of the phone and the operating system like the AirTag does.
1: Yeah, because with Tile, you have to keep continually rerunning the app. Yes. I get notifications all the time saying, hey, Tile needs to be run again so that we can continue to monitor for your Tile devices. Whereas
0: AirTag's just doing that all the time in the background.
1: Anonymously and quietly.
0: Uh, Also, it looks like they want to open up messaging apps to be interoperable.
1: And, th- and this is a big thing for Google, who's been pushing these RCS protocol, which basically allows... Like t- uh,
0: rich text messaging.
1: Yeah. It allows you to basically message someone on Android from iMessage. And basically, there should be no dis- discernible difference.
0: So one of the big things, and I think a lot of people like that with iMessage on an iPhone is that uh, when you're going between two iPhone users, you get the little blue messages. And it's just smooth. Well, like, I hate I hate getting text messages from Android users.
1: But the big thing is when you're using iMessage, you're actually using data. You're not using SMS text. Yeah. And some people don't have text plans. Uh, if, you, if you travel and you're not roaming on a roaming service, those text messages can cost you. Yes. So that's the main thing that I like iMessage for is that it keeps it all in data.
0: And there's a lot of great features built into it. Yeah. Just the sharing. And uh, so Google has been... Lobbying hard.
1: Beating that drum for a while.
0: Yeah, in a big, big way.
1: Yeah, calling Apple out and big uh, media campaigns and and splashy advertising.
0: So Apple can't ignore the EU. It's the second biggest market for them.
1: Well, it's interesting. The EU has really come come out swinging for Apple because we've also talked about the fact that they're going to be forced, Apple's going to be forced by the EU to offer iPhones with, or actually all their devices with USB-C ports instead of the lightning connector. We've already seen that cha- change happen on all the iPad platforms. Pretty much, the only thing that still uses the Lightning connector is the current version of iPhones. Mm-hmm. They even even the lowly Apple TV remote, which was a Lightning connector charge cable, now is USB C in the new the new version.
0: Goodbye, Lightning connector. Yeah. How do you feel about it then, overall, with well, the changes, alternative app stores and?
1: I think it's, it's too early to say, because I, like I said before, I think it's gonna be confusing c- to consumers. And I think a lot of people are gonna take advantage of consumers by this confusion. And we're gonna start to see some pretty big uh, hacks happen on- Breaches, yeah, scams. Scams, scams is probably the best description because the big thing with the Apple App Store is your app has to be val- validated by Apple.
0: What about innovation, John?
1: Well, th- this is the thing that I am interested in, though, because like one of the things that I'm really passionate about is emulation software. And Apple doesn't allow things like MAME or other emulation Nintendo tool, emulators. Any of that stuff, because it's... Uh,
0: infringing on copyrighted or trademarked content. There's all kinds intellectual of... Intellectual property.
1: Gray areas around it, yeah. So uh, potentially, these alternate app stores are going to offer those types oh, of apps. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so...
0: Porno apps, all that kind of stuff.
1: Right. At least with Apple, you get the parental controls. With this third-party app store, maybe not.
0: All bets are off. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, a little more tech to talk here on the App Show. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to listen to our sister programs called Get Connected. It is on every Saturday across the Chorus Radio Network. We are going to have a really great discussion on all the advancements of ChatGPT. This is an AI tool that can do amazing things, write blogs, business plans, social media posts. It can do programs. You can tell it what program in programming language things to make 3D objects. I mean, I'm just scratching the shirt. It can make songs.
1: You can make a Drake song for it
0: can you. Can make you yeah, or Taylor Swift? Anyway, we are going to talk about the latest updates. This technology is advancing exponentially now. And it's important that you know about it. And again, it's on our Get Connected radio program. You can get more information about that and the App Show podcasts if you want to subscribe to it. Also, the latest uh, videos from our YouTube channel as well at getconnectedmedia.com. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together, including John and Robin. We will see you again next time.